If you looked under Webster's and, and typed in missed opportunity, it will say Nebraska football. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Husker Nation, DP, Derek Pearson here, 1970 ticket, Lincoln, America, home of the Fighting Huskers at the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. Uh, thank you for stopping by and allowing Locked On Huskers, Locked On Go Big Red, to be your first watch, first listen each and every single day. Thanks to the folks uh, who make this happen, Locked On Sports, and our friends over at Bet Online uh, for what they do. It's where the game begins, the best odds numbers point spreads one final week nebraska a 10 and a half point underdog to the hawkeyes of iowa as iowa fights for its share of the big 10 west conference and a date in indianapolis not sure who they're going to meet or how that's going to go for them but that's for another that's for another podcast to bring that in take a moment you guys have been good. We're over. We're at about seven seventy-five in subscribers. Let's try to get that to a thousand. And as a matter of fact, jump down in the comments and let me know that you subscribe. Let us know uh, what you think about the podcast as well. We appreciate you spending time with us each and every single day here on Locked On Huskers. The review—it's a fifteen-fourteen loss to Wisconsin that had far more implication than the final score indicates. It drops Nebraska to three and eight, two and six uh, in the Big Ten Conference. And it brings more questions to the forefront. And we don't have answers. I, I've said on this podcast that you can judge uh, the program by the number of questions that you have about it. And on a weekly basis, this, this team, this program has set it up so that there are more questions. We're not getting more answers. We're getting more questions to ask about the state of affairs uh, at the University of Nebraska when it comes to its flagship program, the football team. Uh, missed opportunities that Nebraska led this game for 59 minutes and 25 seconds. For 59 minutes and 25 seconds, the accumulation of plays made by the accumulation of pro players was enough for this team to hold Wisconsin offensively to, to impressive numbers, mainly the ones on the scoreboard. The ones on the scoreboard. Kept them out of the end zone uh, for all but one trip. If we said before this game that Nebraska would hold Wisconsin to 15 points, Every Husker fan would have applauded and said, job well done, we'll take it. We'll take it. If every Husker fan was asked before the game for Nebraska to be leading Wisconsin, a team that they had not beaten in, in, in eight tries, would they have been satisfied with the effort? Would they have been satisfied with the result? Would they have been satisfied with the play? And the answer, across the board, 100%, Yes. But I also, if I asked the question and said Nebraska leads, but Wisconsin has the ball 
with three minutes left. How many Husker fans would have said, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Because the hardest thing in all sports to do is finish. And we know that. And that's for good teams. That's for great teams. But for teams that are struggling to find a way to get wins on the board, finishing is the most difficult of all things. It is a learned behavior. It is a learned culture. It is habit forming. And guess what? It lives and gets its mail at Memorial Stadium addressed to the Nebraska football program. It is a thing that you have to learn over time. You have to not only have belief, but you have to have experience and knowledge, knowing how to finish games and how to win games, and having those experiences that you can rely on, that you can count on. There has to be somebody in the huddle who, when you look, when they look around to the other 10 in the huddle, there's belief and understanding that they know how to get through, through the next thing that's going to pop up. Friction happens in, in Division I football. Friction happens in Power 5 football. Friction happens in the Big Ten, and it happens in every huddle that Nebraska football uh, exists in. So how you handle that friction is the difference in you winning one-score games and not winning one-score games. We're not talking about losing one-score games. We're talking about not being able to win, which is proactive in having answers and understanding situation and circumstance and understanding down and distance and being able to communicate 1 through 11 or 1 through 22 or 1 through 33, depending on how far on your depth chart you have to go. And you have to be clear in this that Nebraska, at that moment in the game, on that final drive, there were some third-team personnel on the depth chart who were on the field in the most crucial and critical of plays and drives in recent Nebraska history because they had an opportunity to end a losing streak against a rival who was playing for something meaningful and could have changed the result. On, a, on senior day with a great crowd, a cold day, great effort. There's nobody, nobody's questioning the effort of this Nebraska team. Nobody's questioning the fight, the commitment to, you know what, we're going to stay in this thing and we're not going to give it to you. You're going to have to take it. But it's in allowing the taking that Nebraska has to learn how to adapt and how to adjust. They've got to learn. They've got to find knowledge of how to finish games in the Big Ten Conference. How do you finish against the upper echelon of the Big Ten Conference? I'm not talking about Indiana and Illinois and Northwestern. I'm talking about the people who have a winning record against you, who have a winning streak against you, that have no fear of you, and quite frankly have surpassed you and what you stand for in the Big Ten Conference. Missed opportunities across the board. And this is the definition of this Nebraska football team as it currently stands. And it's where it's going to get its mail until they make a decision, player for player, coach for coach, 
that they will not accept losing these games, not winning these games anymore. We're going to dive into the numbers because the numbers speak volumes. We'll do that when we come back to Lockdown Sports. Welcome back, Lockdown Huskers. Lockdown, go big red because those three words still matter. They still matter. We thank the folks from Locked On Sports and the folks from Bet Online for allowing us to do this each and every single day, bringing you content uh, that you care about, about the programs that you care about, the teams you care about, the players you care about. And if you care about it, share it, subscribe, so we get this. We let's get the numbers up. I've always been told how how fantastic Nebraska, how Husker Nation is, and Nebraska football fans, and how passionate they are. Show me in the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. Show me in the numbers. Uh, this week, the game of the week in the Big Ten uh, is not the team playing for the title in the Big Ten West. It's the two teams who were playing for the Big Big Ten West, a Big Ten East title. The game of the year. The game of the century, quite frankly, since two and three. Number two and number three. Both coming off not their best performances. Both of them having fear. Both of them being on the cusp of losing those those spots, those those wonderful spots that they sit holding. But when Ohio State and Michigan State match up and they're undefeated, well, that's a different story altogether. The point spread is Ohio State plus seven and a half. Let me know down there what you think of them numbers. Put it in the comments. What are you taking? Where are you leaning? Ohio State plus seven. Those are the numbers. The over/under is fifty-seven. Uh, I don't even—I don't think the weather matters. It could be a snowstorm, and I still think they're going to go over fifty-seven points. But that's just me. Don't take me to the bank. You go bet online. Do your own thing. Again, share, like, subscribe. Uh, please do. A um, couple things about Saturday's game. Uh, the numbers were were interesting. Uh, again, in a, in a, on a day when Nebraska f- scored 14 points and had 12 first downs. That's it. 29 rushes for 65 yards. That sounds that sounds weird coming speaking about a Nebraska football team about any Nebraska offense in history, that 29 rushes for 65 yards. And that's not even the lead. The lead in this is that Casey Thompson was 11 for 33. He was the leading rusher in yardage and average. Nebraska's leading rusher normally, uh, Anthony Grant, had 16 carries for 29 yards. And some of that is play call. To be clear, down and distance, uh, being respectful of, of, of what's working for you. Um, the Nebraska fan base is a little frustrated with Mar- offensive coordinator Mark Whipple. Uh, I have I share a concern when it comes to, to, to coaches and play calls, especially when it comes to success. Uh, dear friend Jay Foreman, Husker Hall of Famer, likes to say, uh, we pay attention to how you handle success. It is a statement out loud about who you are. And there were several instances in uh, in, in, in offensive circumstance where Nebraska ran the ball or threw the ball. They ran the ball 
there were two instances where they ran the ball on first down, got 11 yards. They had a certain personnel package on the field, gained 11. And then immediately changed the personnel and went away from the run call. The very first thing that I was taught from the legendary coach Joe Gibbs was copy success. Copy success. That if a formation, if a scheme, if a play call works, feed it. Go back to it. Go back to it. You feed the good and you humble the bad. Feed the good. And for all of the first downs where they threw the ball and didn't have much success, they went back to those on a regular basis. Certain personnel on the field. And you can go back and look at those and go to the game game laws. 11-yard gain on first down with trips to the right. Uh, Trey Palmer backside took another two defenders out of the box. Vokalek in that space, giving you another lead blocker. Uh, they run to it. Grant gives you 11. On the other case, he gave you 10. And again, that's 21 yards of his, of his 29. That left eight yards on the other 14 carries. And you didn't go back to it. Also, basically a quarterback draw. Well, they would run route combinations. Casey would drop, and then it would be him in space against a linebacker who had dropped the depth to 15 yards because they were in man coverage, and everybody else had scattered uh, running with the four eligible receivers and the running back coming out of the backfield. That was five defenders out of the box, out of space. So why not use it? Why not use it? I didn't quite understand it. Like that's that's a thing that you have to ask the question about some of the play calls, some of the other numbers. Uh, time of possession, look. Wisconsin had the, held the ball for 36 minutes and 57 seconds to Nebraska's 23. So 37 to 23. And in that 37 minutes, what Wisconsin did, and again – Pay attention. You learn from great coaches. Dom Capers in Carolina would say this, that sometimes you're running plays in the second quarter to help you win in the fourth quarter. He had a firm belief in that the run game would push, push the pile. It would push the needle to what the defense would have left in the most meaningful drives late in the ball game. Why? Because you had leaned against them. And in this case, they leaned against them for 37 minutes with big, strong, long, athletic offensive linemen. And even though you weren't having the success in the first half, first quarter, first half, you started to have more success in the third, more in the fourth. To have those 320-pound linemen lean on 228-pound linebackers for 37 minutes. And then in the most meaningful of drives, late in the ball game, you've worn those linebackers out. You've worn them out. And how many times can you ask a 215-pound safety to come up and take on a 318-pound offensive tackle? At some point, the deposit, the check comes due. 
And that's what Wisconsin did with two rushers who fell 98, 99 yards. Uh, they punished, they put in the work, and it paid off at game's end. Quality of play calling. Sometimes the plays you call that don't have much success early in the game pay off late in the game. Every offensive coordinator and defensive coach coordinate, coordinator knows that. Copy success. And Wisconsin was elite in being exactly who they are. They ran the same plays over and over again until they achieved a victory. We'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk more. We'll set up uh, the, the, the preview because it's Iowa week. Beat the, beat the Hawkeyes. We'll talk about that when we come back to Lockdown Hustle. Friends and family, Husker Nation, appreciate you. Again, Locked On Huskers here on the Locked On Sports Network. Again, our folks, uh, fine friends from Bet Online. Um, the numbers are, are, are spectacular this week. Penn State. Penn State with an 18-point favorite. 18 points on the line against Michigan State in a game that Mel Tucker has to find a way to win. It'll be an interesting week. Also, uh, Wisconsin plus three over Minnesota. Hello. Hello. Final week of Big Ten football will be exceptional. A couple of things in closing uh, and then setting up tomorrow's podcast so you guys understand where we will jump deep into the pool. That is the Iowa Hawkeyes. We will highlight uh, some of the players of note, style of play, kind of their, their, their the schemes that they do, and some of the things that they do extraordinarily well. And those aren't compliments. Because this is a team that bends the rules and bends the rules and bends the rules. Uh, watched, uh, watch, I rewatched them playing Minnesota, and five of their first downs were on plays where they were illegal offensive linemen downfield right in front of an official who tucked his flag away and never once threw the flag. Iowa was not penalized the entire game against Minnesota. What are the odds? How does that happen? To hear Kirk Ferentz say what he said in his post game was, "We like to play the game clean." Ha! <laughs> Hilarious! Hilarious! Uh, on my social media, sometime this week, I will break down and show some some of the film of Iowa and how its offensive linemen get down and some of the amazing rub routes that conveniently uh, never get called downfield. Uh, it's amazing that a part of their route combinations that there are several receiver rubs downfield while the ball's in the air. Don't know why. I guess we'll have to get some rule interpretation of what that actually means. But we'll look at the Iowa Hawkeyes as they, you know, it's a short week. Black Friday, once again, you know, look, Nebraska's done this. Once again, they will face an opponent, this time on the road, that they are on a, an extended losing streak against. Iowa has won seven straight against Nebraska. And if you know anything about Nebraska football, that's not okay. So really cool way to change some of the narrative and conversation would be to end that streak against the rival on Black Friday, national television, 
and stopping Iowa from winning the Big Ten West. We may be doing them a favor because I'm not sure they really want to face Michigan or Ohio State. <laughs> but that's just me. Anyway, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for, for our partners. Uh, thank you for what you do. This is Locked On Huskers. Locked On Go Big Red uh, on the Locked On Sports Network. And you know how we finish it each and every single day. Those three words we love so much. Go Big Red.